Read the latest LGBT plus trends, TV, and the ever-expanding world of drag. Hello there, I'm the Velvet Snatch, and welcome to the final episode of Season 2 of Girl. This week, I'm joined by our resident thotter, Stew. Yari. <laughs> the ever-apologetic Lady D. Hello. And she'll cut you for her cheesy chips, so watch out for downtown Abbey Scott. Uh, what? Hello, you're right. <laughs> what was that? What's going on? I like that one. <laughs> I could have said pizza and gravy. Yeah, more appropriate. Which is my favourite story that we've had so far on the entire show. <laughs> and joining us this week for our final episode, our super special guest from the Gossip Gaze podcast. He's still getting his Ibiza mix ready. It's DJ Billy Andrew and drag star with the voice of an angel, a man once described as Michael Myers if he could grow facial hair. That's by me. <laughs> just now it's performer extraordinaire danny beard babe the voice of a hell's angel maybe it's nice to be on the show and with me sister billy uh, thanks for having us thanks for having us listen we've been having a chat off air if this pre-chat's anything to go by we are gonna have a ball tonight <laughs> it's gonna be summit <laughs> I was told not to mention fisting, but I've just gotten back from a fisting holiday. <laughs> oh, no, sorry, fishing, a, fish, a fishing holiday. I've gone back from a fishing holiday. I, I was going to say that sounds quite so relaxing. I'm very relaxed. Yeah, it was very relaxing. Very was, it a, was it a full prostate massage or just, you know? Uh, you can subscribe to my OnlyFans at five ninety nine a month. I'm in the top 0.2 uh, creators of all the universe. <laughs> what is the deal with that? Everyone is in like the top 0.6 percent yeah i was i was actually thinking this today weirdly because people post oh i'm in the not point something i'm like so is everybody else though like <laughs> what's making you special with like the 0.1 top creators of people called Billy with a list who has a hair transplant. <laughs> I think it's very specific. Right, yeah. Person. Like if it, if it was mine, it would be like, I'm in the 0.1 top creators of, you know, obese men that sound like Karen. That, you know, it's, like, it's like, they're so specific. Really, right. they're not in the top creators, are they? But you are, though. Technically. I mean, we are. We are, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't know if any, any of you have, but I've actually been approached by OnlyFans to do a non-sexual OnlyFans. Oh, and I thought I thought I struggle enough to post Instagram content with <laughs> three lockdowns, depression, and a drug habit. How the fuck am I going to do a fucking OnlyFans? <laughs> and I've only just got the bloody glitter out my beard from last time. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Is, is this OnlyFans trying to do a Tumblr and trying to be like, no, no, let's get all classy and you know put other things in? Oh, Absolutely. God. If they were going for classy, we're barking up the wrong tree, weren't they? But I've no idea. <laughs> oh, they don't want to go the direction of Tumblr, though, do they? Because that just went downhill. Everyone moved to old Twitter. Yeah, because yeah. they took all the corner. Yes. Mm -hmm. Tumblr was brilliant when it was full of dick. As soon as the dick went, the people went. The people went. Yeah. There's a lesson there. Follow the mm -hmm. dick. Yeah. <laughs> That's the lesson of the day. For the finale, we're teaching lessons. Lesson one, follow the dick. I'm just writing it, it was... down. Hold on. It was Michael like... will be proud. It was fully cyber gentrification, wasn't it? It was like, just leave it alone. It's fine. Like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, nobody's yeah. complaining. Like, if you don't want to see that, don't go on there. Simple. But do you, not, do you guys not find now Twitter is kind of a real risk to opening public? Like, I... Mm -hmm. I've been, I hosted the Porn Awards. Uh, I've been there a couple of times, and through that, only through that, I have ended up <laughs> following a lot of porn stars. Like otherwise, only I, mean, I wouldn't. Only through <laughs> for the conversation. So sometimes, of course. you know what I mean. You, you're on Twitter, you're on the tube, and you, or you know, you're on the train, and you think, oh, this is cool. Oh yeah. Oh, that's fab. Son of a two two zero on Sunday. Oh great. There's somebody with a massive rosebud. Okay, Karen. Okay, there's. <laughs> it's too dangerous. It's too it dangerous is very dangerous. Yeah. I, I'm sure you mentioned this on the Gossip Gays podcast about like how dangerous it is seeing a gay man's phone or, you know, the idea mm -hmm. of like, 
you know, just like how secretive gay men are with their phones kind of thing. And you get the idea that straight men are just like, yeah, just have a look, you know, whatever. But that's how yeah. you don't to want to open up my pictures folder. That's all I'm saying. I, well, I Absolutely think there's a, lot, there's a lot to be said for the type of porn and porn stars people follow. Because mm. you can get a shock. Do you know what I mean? There's, there's things that some people are into that is just for them behind closed doors. But as soon as you glance over at the phone and, you know, you can see somebody being, you know, I don't know because uh, I don't have these, but, you know, I'm just thinking horse penis dildo or something. And you think, I didn't want to know that my sister's in <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, I learned the hard way with Twitter because I used to like posts, but then it tells all your followers what you're <laughs> liking. So then people mm -hmm. got in contact and was like, you like a lot of stuff on Twitter, don't you? And I was like, I can't believe people oh, can no. see what I'm liking. It was so embarrassing. There's a drag queen. There's a drag queen in Newcastle called Tina Borshin, and uh, I currently know she's going through a bit of an oh, stage because that's all she's liking. I'm scared. So I very rarely go on Twitter, to be fair. But when, like, when I do, it'll be Tina B. She'll be there, and it'll be like someone get like bombed, like someone sucking someone off, maybe a cheeky fist. But currently expect when she's called Tina Borshin. I mean, she's not going to be PC, is she? I can't see it. I, I can't see someone called Tina Borshin getting on Drag Race. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, that was a, that, she decided you on that Drag Race UK. I mean, they like pie on, so... Well, very different reasons. <laughs> but, I mean, what they'll probably end up doing is just changing her name, won't they? That's what they'll yeah. do now, yeah. so like just change that. it. It'll become yeah. Tina B. Yeah, yet i've only got like 20 followers mm. I, I don't know sure. what to do i just kind of post something and i'm like should i be adding tags or something but it's more like a yeah. thing it just you throw stuff at you just like oh here's a stupid thought there you go and i don't know if you have to do more or if you have to tag people or retweet people in order to i don't know what well, you need to do is you need to get in with the twitter case there's like a click of them and they're all like dead popular and you need to get in with that click and then you'll get more followers and then they'll like your posts. It's very clicky day Twitter. Me and Dan so spoke about your it the other week. Then? What's your Instagram, <laughs> I'm not cool enough. <laughs> I know, we're not, are we? No, we're not cool enough to be in that, Dan. I mean, the, well, life, of a, the life of a tweet's 18 minutes, isn't it? So it's like if nobody fucking likes it within that time... It's gone. It's probably because I dead. post them at 8 a.m. or something, and I'm like, well, no gays are awake yet. They're all still, you know, with hangovers in bed. So, well, yeah. well I posted, I posted my very first TikTok today, and I'm super famous because I've got 12 likes. <laughs> 11 of them are him on other accounts. One of them is hmm? me, Scott. One of them is me. Yeah, one of them is Velvet. No, so it was this guy saying, trigger a fan base in three words or less. Now, although I don't necessarily believe this, I thought this would be the easiest way to trigger someone. So I, I said, Raven was robbed. And apparently um, it, three people commented, so I triggered three people. Um, and and I, got, I got 12 likes. So. <laughs> Do you know what? Everything starts small. This could be a whole new podcast. Trigger happy. We just yeah. Oh my God, we there we go. Out. Maybe this is the this is the permanent crossover that we're going for. We, but this is the crazy thing about the internet, like with YouTube and the algorithm and stuff, where it's the fact of even if you get dislikes, you still get attention, so it's still just as good. So if like thousands of people watch your video to angrily comment and dislike it and tell you how wrong you are, YouTube goes, oh, you're popular, uh, we'll put you high and it's like so you get people deliberately pissing people off and saying like wrong opinions just so that everyone in the comments is like no 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 you're wrong you're wrong it's wow it's that's like really weird level, like primary school behavior oh it's pr though <laughs> yeah that's it. you, you have people going like oh my favorite video game no the, the best final fantasy game is and then they'll list one of the really obscure ones just so everyone kicks off and <laughs> comments and then youtube's like oh that's getting a lot of attention we'll boost them what, the should, ranking should we all create a sound bite for this finale show now <laughs> that you can share that's like crazy opinions yeah. My yeah. favourite drag queen is the Velvet Snatch. 
That'll get people that, talking. That's going to get at least 100 comments saying, who? Exactly. <laughs> 99 of them will be Billy. <laughs> and the other one's Velvet asking who. <laughs> I'm getting on a bit now. I can't be expected to remember my own name. Nobody else does. It's fine. <laughs> right, so righty. Well. Oh, bless you. <laughs> so, should we talk about the gossip gaze? I mean, oh, absolutely. Want... <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely then. So what's it been like? Because you just started the podcast and obviously it's like become really successful and it's it's wonderful to listen to. But how's it been, that that process? Has it been like a constant learning experience? or? Well, we definitely have to, have to change things up through lockdown because obviously the first lockdown we couldn't be together. Hmm. So we, we had to adapt on the fly. Like we've, I think we're on like what? episode now bill a hundred and something 108 we're just recording at the moment in between this so we've so. done 108 weeks non-stop of content Bloody which hell. which when we initially were like we're gonna do a podcast we didn't know how much work went into it and we're, we're <laughs> very 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 lucky now that we are working with two amazing amazing producers there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes We've got a really good producer called Sam. We just call him Producer Sam. Uh, he came from Capital Radio, didn't he, Bill? And he was yeah. a breath of fresh air. And then more recently, he's now our live producer. So we get him in our ear being like, no, Danny, you can't say cunt. You've said it four times. <laughs> um, apologies if anyone has to bleep that out on this show. And then we have a content producer now called Olivia. And she's she works in TV and she's a, produ- a TV producer that, really was behind us and since she's come on board we're super organized we have super organized sheets and it runs like a very well well oiled machine now and it just kind of allows me and billy to just chat like real mates because we are we are genuine best mates aren't we bill yeah. <laughs> that well, that was, no, we are. We are. That absolutely. was a fucking yeah. long. I was just passing you the baton there for a long chat. Well done. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's been absolutely amazing. And I do think having the producer on the board has lit a uh, big fire under our ass, really. It's not just two mates and of some camp, whatever the fucking call, what they call microphones in, in our bedrooms anymore, <laughs> is it? It's, we've got people that are relying on us to do a job. Yeah. I, I think. I don't know about what you guys feel, but the main thing that we take away from it is not being paid and not not seeing it as a job, even though it's part of our jobs. You know, Billy's a DJ, I'm a drag act on the scene and around the UK and beyond. Um, you know, it's just nice to have something that you do because it's a passion. Yeah, I think we originally like started this to just hang out with each other. Yeah. Because we were all doing so many different things and being in so many different places. And um, they kind of got together and we came over to, to just have a chat with everyone. And then it kind of turned into a thing. And then now it's like something that we really we really enjoy doing. We enjoy speaking to all these different people. But then still at the heart of it, we get to spend some time with each other as well. I think you learn a lot about your friends and a lot about other people when it's on this conversational format of a podcast. You don't get it in any other media. You don't get it on TV. You don't get it in radio because everything's to time. Yeah. You know, the, we really get to have a good laugh doing this, a good chat. Same with you guys. We all get to know each other on a bit of a different level. And then the end product that goes out is, is you know, nicely condensedly edited into it hopefully you know something really slick and entertaining for the audience and i don't know about you guys but we've definitely found that you know we don't have millions and millions of listeners but the people that listen love what we do and it's just nice the to hardcore. think that the hardcore just just to think that we're just being ourselves but they ride or dies get something for it do you know what i mean from it it's it's a very nice feeling and it's i, I feel honored to, to have people that want to listen to us like we just chat shit we just chat mm. shit same but i think i think that's my favorite thing though it's the fact of it's so casual it's like it's like you've just kind of stepped in or you've been welcomed into the room while you guys are having a chat and it's so i don't know it's so nice it's just the banter between you is like really fun you know and you know obviously little jabs at each other and stuff like that it's yeah and that's and kind I, well i i think like a lot of things are really scripted like um i've for this other project i've been listening to like tons of different podcasts in the last week and some of them are so strange where they're so sort of 
cold and formulaic where it's obviously just get information across and it's kind of robotic and then some of them Mm -hmm. it's a bit everyone's over the top of each other you don't really know what's going on and there doesn't seem to be like a point to anything but then you're kind of saying topics but you're sort of you know you're respectful enough of each other that you're kind of able to not get on each other's toes i guess well we try to but i I'm a massive over-talker and interrupter. I've always been one of these people that uh, something will come to my mind and I kind of have to say it immediately, otherwise I forget within seconds. So so it's, I've never, it's been a learning process, hasn't it, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm mute for most of it and it is just Danny's podcast, you talked over me basically. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds similar. You know what, Velvet, there's a new opening for a new Gossip Gate. Do you want to swap? You oh can have God. Velvet and we'll take Billy. <laughs> I'm all right. To be fair, he might know how to mix things properly. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's that thing. It's good, though, uh, because, like, you know, it's, it's rather than, like, having uncomfortable silences, if you just kind of go, like, hey, just, you know, keep talking. I think when we had Jinx on, Jinx, Jinx was lovely, like, and I had a bit of a fangirl moment because I was there when she, like, I wasn't there when she won, but I was with her when she won. Like, I felt fully connected to her. So uh, I try, um, I said at the beginning, like, oh, uh, I'm just going to get this out of the way now, but I really do love you. And and then now I'll try and be normal. And I couldn't be normal for the rest of the conversation, so I didn't say anything. But it was really good, though, because Jinx said everything. So actually, we didn't have to do very much because she <laughs> gave us everything we needed, and it was, yeah. it was fantastic. Well, that's what you want. They're yeah. the best kind of interviews. Uh, I, I hope you don't mind me saying, but I think certainly for Billy, this isn't... For me, you know what I mean? It's what I do. I mean, if I'm in front of an audience, if there's somewhere to show off, that's what I do. I'm a professional show off. So it's second nature to me. I'm a gob on legs. I think for someone like Billy, who was used to kind of, I'm going to say pressing play, Bill, but I don't think that's bigging your DJ skills up very well, is it? Excuse me. Pressing play on on, um, (laughs) Pressing shuffle. Yeah, on a playlist. It's the art art of putting the mix together, isn't it, Billy? Absolutely, of course it is. You need to know what to play next. You need to read the room. More than just pressing play, darling. (laughs) (laughs) You have to get that £50 a night charging fee somehow. (laughs) She's sucked off many a men for that fifty pound fee before she pressed play. And now we're back on to OnlyFans. I mean, really, full circle moment, literally. I think what I was trying to get at, though, I think it was quite a learning curve for you, wasn't it, Bill? And I, I remember oh, some yeah. of our really early interviews was like we did this really mad interview. Do you remember our first one, Billy? With that swimmer? No. Oh no, sorry, second one. <laughs> oh, right. Who was this? Lauren second? Harry's. We went all the way. Through. Oh. It's about yes. Lauren Harry's. We didn't know if we were going to get her. Then she, I've met Lauren a few times. She's a very off the wall character. She's not very trusting of people. And then when she is, she's kind of too trusting of some people. And we didn't even, we, we were skint at the time. We booked a hotel, which remember we were in Clapham in this crap twin room. We were driving yeah. across London to this random address. Lauren wasn't answering her phone or the door. It turned it out was weird. It turned out we were in Bag of Chips' house while Bag of Chips was filming for Drag Race and we were sat in this spare room that she had with Lauren that was... She had nothing but a bed in there and all her stuff on the floor and there was just, like, random cats in there. It was just at the most bizarre moment, but we... We did an interview, and actually we've never properly spoke about this publicly, but we did an interview that we had to make a decision afterwards like how much of it we were going to air and, mm, and what, yeah. the, what angle we were going to go with it on. And I think that was the first time for me that we kind of almost felt like, not journalists, I don't want to big our role up, but you know, mm. we were like, okay, we've got a duty here to to treat this person that's give us their time with respect. Like, we could have... I think it's what I'm trying to say is we could have spun that out for our own gain yeah. and yeah. tried to generate some press around it. And, you know, it crossed our mind, but as we, we did the decent thing in the end is yeah. what I'm trying to say. And, and I'm yeah. glad we did because I think we handled it quite, quite well. Um, but that was the first moment where I was like, 
shit's gotten real on this show. This is becoming more than just two mates having a laugh, like chasing Z-listers around London for an interview and then sitting, <laughs> sitting in Bag of Chips' spare room with, with five packs and a bottle of vodka. It was, it was nuts. <laughs> but it's, it's made the show what it is, so we're, we're happy and we're here. We're here with you girls. I mean, you're triple-digit episodes now, so it's working. Well, we'd like yeah, to think. I had no expectations going into it, though. I didn't know what to expect. I knew we wanted to create a podcast or do something creative together because we always said, oh, shall we do a club night? Shall we do this? Shall we do that? Shall we Shall we do a TV show? Shall we do a YouTube? And then I was like, let's, let's scale it back. Let's do a podcast and see how it goes. And we've just not wanted to stop since, have we? Yeah. No, and you know what? There's been times, I don't know what you guys, but there's definitely times when you're like, I can't be asked. Can't be asked. I don't <laughs> yeah. want to do tonight. And then 10 minutes in, you you kind of remember why you're doing it. It's very autobiographical mm-hmm. for us. Like, we have quite a bit of a formula. So we do a catch up. We help listeners out with, they write in with mad stuff. Most of our listeners write in about sex because everyone's fucking sex of mad. <laughs> um, but, you know, we get there's genuine topics that we hit that we get messages from people and they're like you've actually helped me with this and the whole thing together it it feels like we help each other out we get something from it the listeners get something from it everybody gets something from it and it becomes a community and i think when you do something that's so niche and queer it's the only way it can be Mm. do you know what i mean if you're doing Mm -hmm. it for the queers and you're there to make money or you're there to get slipping you know oh by amazon and you're putting all these things into it it takes away like we're just very community driven i think and we we, we're very aware that we're two white gays doing a podcast and we try and voice you know issues around the community and we try and do our bit and that's us doing our bit hopefully (laughs) I i think that's kind of one of the things we've tried really hard to do is yes you can have the generic conversation that everybody has on every interview but actually you're often connecting, I feel, on a much deeper level with the person you're talking to. So you can then talk about the things they want to talk about rather than what people want to listen to. And I think giving that space sometimes to talk about the stuff that really matters to people uh, is massively important as well as what people then want to listen to because I think it it helps you to see more of the person and and understand more of the reality of of life in our community than is just what is presented on TV or, or, or on stage or wherever we might find ourselves. And I think there's an authenticity there. And I think that's what people tune in for. People, you can plan a show, you can plan a topic, but when there's actual real people and real feelings involved, it connects on a different level. And yeah. that's, that's we, we, if there's something we're not really interested in, we don't talk about it. We talk about things that matter and mean stuff to us. And when we get more out of it, and we found that we even changed the way we did our interviews, didn't we, Billy? We used to just interview people and then be like, oh, we met up with Lauren Harry's and here's what you know we had to say. Mm. And now we get them sitting in the whole show and we get the we get the guests answering the dilemmas and saying, Well, what, what do you think the listener should do on this bit? Or we get the guests, you know, oh, let's read the review of the week. And it all it's all about you giving us content, we helping you out, we all help each other out. I just I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a slag for a podcast. I'm a slag <laughs> for a podcast. I just love them. I, I think that's a much better way of doing it because like, cause what we have is we have it where they're here throughout the whole show. So you kind of go like, hey, we'll have a section where we talk about what they want to talk about. We'll talk about like, you know, what they're sort of promoting and such. But then we'll kind of just get onto the other topics. And it's great having a guest there and being like, so what did you think of Drag Race this week? And oh, what did you think about this? And what, the American one? Let's <laughs> not go down the road. Is this still I... on? Yeah, I had blue balls this week as well because even though I didn't expect anyone to go, nobody left, and I was just like, "Ah, again!" Like, come on, I am it's loving not, it. It's not even just nobody left; it's that same queen that maybe probably should have left previously three horror. times, didn't leave again. Who were you thinking? Is this your cat? Is this your opinion on Candy Muse? I I don't mind Candy Muse. Don't get me wrong, but the fact that still there kind of annoys me not so much the first lip sync fair enough but it was the it was that uh halfway off the stage moment that got me <laughs> yes yeah. like, oh. i stopped no. watching it billy you watch it don't you babe i watch it every week i actually t- secretly prefer it over the uk one i think <gasps> oh i know 
Ooh. I know. Ooh. It's very, it is very controversial. controversial shit so that we get the sins. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, keep saying controversial shit. We need the listeners. Keep going. <laughs> no, do you I want think Candy I do. to I win? Do. No, absolutely. Oh, sorry. Yes, I want Candy to win. Um, <laughs> I'm pressing the dislike I... button as we speak. <laughs> I just feel like, I just feel like the talent has been better. I don't know. Don't get me wrong. The UK one, I loved Bimini and I loved Tace. And then I'm just I feel... texting Tia right now to tell her that you're slagging her off. <laughs> but then I think... Then I... I'm going to text Astina and tell her that you're slagging her off. <laughs> she don't know who I am. It's fine. That's she don't true. give a shit. She don't give a shit about me. <laughs> Good job, because we don't give a shit about them. Slightly with Candy Mew, she'll never know who I am. Just to point out, I do not, I do not have that much against Candy Mew. She has really good stuff, but listen, the the double save. Just we already had three episodes of nobody going home. Yeah, fourth episode of nobody going home. However. I, I do think, though, that in the beginning, when nobody went home, it gave us that moment to breathe and get to know people. I'm like, because sometimes they come in and saw something and go, and what happens if you're not the best sawyer? And then sometimes they'll come in and do a dance. What happens if you're not the best dancer? This time they got the moment to kind of do a few things mm-hmm. and, like, really showcase themselves. So I thought it was brilliant and I really enjoyed it. But then now, like, I... I could watch Drag Race or, or drag affiliate stuff all day, every day, and I do. I've been doing my masters for my last year, and I uh, don't think I've done much of my masters, but I've watched every episode of Drag Race. And, um, yes! And, sometimes uh, twice. <laughs> yeah, sometimes three times. But um, last week, I was just like, oh, I'm over it now. And that comes from from like from me, you, like an avid fan. Like, I think they're, they're, in a, they're running a real risk of, over egg in the pudding and have you yeah. guys heard the new format yeah which one billy dished all the tea on the drag race new format on our show a few weeks ago um can you remember what it is bill well i heard it from gay twitter so don't take it as gospel just i heard it from twitter <laughs> Was, were they in the, the 0.4%? Were they in the top 0.4%? Because if they weren't, we don't believe anything they say. We're not going there. I think there. so. <laughs> um, and it's they're going to do a weekly live show and then the fans get to vote who is bottom two. Mm. So it's kind of X Factory style, Britain's Got Talent style reality show, giving the fans more control. Mm. That is what I heard. I don't know whether, I don't I know if that format I, would work though. I think I, I read that. That would myself. turn it into a racism, a racism row. Oh, yeah. Can you not remember the when they tried to do a similar thing with America's Next Top Model where they had all the, so everyone stayed, but like people were eliminated every week, but everyone continued doing the photo shoots and then, uh, the viewers voted every week and then if you got like a high vote of you and then a low score it kind of evened out to like a, a 6.59 or something and then whoever got the the highest overall score like was the winner of the week and whoever got the lowest overall score was the loser of the week that was in cycle 18 and then there was like three more cycles and it was kind of dying then aurora took over and then it kind of was like put to bed and like I'm scared that in like the life cycle of the show that it's already at kind of the peak and it's just gonna start getting I think I don't want defi- I've always called Bianca the drag racer's Susan Boyle moment. You know? Yeah. When when you yeah. when when a show creates somebody that becomes bigger than the show, the show doesn't necessarily have long left. Now the yeah. producers have been clever on drag race and there's drag race Espania. Drag Race mm. Holland, Drag Race UK, Drag mm. Race Lancashire, Drag Race Thailand, <laughs> drag, drag Race Bottom of My Mum's Handbag. It's, it's everywhere. <laughs> and I think that's why I prefer the UK one. We get mm. to see raw talent. It takes us back to the early days of Drag Race UK. Listen, in another five seasons in the UK, we're going to see the same talent. And I use the mm. word talent. Um, in place of, you know, we're going to see the same people. It's already getting to a point now where designers are emerging. You know, mm. I, I, I'm really lucky. I get to work in doing my drag with a guy in Manchester called Freak Couture. I remember being Freak Couture's only client and climbing up into his mum's loft for fittings. And now he's got a massive <laughs> studio in Manchester. No, yeah. I'm just using it as an example of something yeah. I know. Mm-hmm. But we're now seeing that these people are now really working full-time designers in drag. And this is what we have in America. These girls 
if they've got look at someone like Valentina, right? She done drag what twelve months before the show, but Six, she had big it? old big old bucket of money, and mm-hmm. it takes a far. That's what I. Uh, that's part of the, what I don't enjoy. I, so yeah. what we get to see now with the UK is we're seeing the raw talent. Yeah, vinegar strokes is hodgepodge. Yeah, none of them can proper sew, but we get to see the talents of the girls yeah. over. Mm-hmm. The money that they've got. I, I think that's, so it, that's I, I was saying that to someone the other day about the, you know, how as long as you've got enough money and you can prepare enough and throw enough money at it, you'll do really well in the American one. In the UK yeah. one, we had some contestants that apparently spent a lot of money and didn't get very far in the competition. So it's kind of, it, it's kind yeah. of nice that it is, like you say, about the talent or and the personality. About the personality. Yeah. Bingo. Jinx. <laughs> Yeah. I think as I think as well. It's like if you go to see like when you, whenever I go to see a show, um, you and then if they happen to wind up on on Drag Race, you kind of want to see what you saw that night. It reflected in in the show, and I think yeah. sometimes it's not necessarily the the case in the American one, because um, we saw. I mean, we saw Evie Oddly like it was as the film was happening. She was hilarious, but and I felt like she was on the stage as she was on the show it was very like same thing for me but there's other queens that we've seen that i just thought i i've now that i've seen you live and what you've seen on the show it's two separate things altogether. and i think actually sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't like translate as not honest or true but it just doesn't match and sometimes you're a bit like oh i just why can't you just show what how you are instead of what you want people to think you are hmm. i think with any tv show it's really hard to even us, like all of us, I think, will do this. It's hard to remember that it's a produced TV show. From the get-go, from the casting process, those casting producers are casting a top, a middle, and a bottom of the show. I don't know that for a fact. I just, mm-hmm. from my experience of television, you know, from my experience of television, and, you know, we're like I said earlier, the girl who does our content producer is a television producer, and she was a caster for a couple of years before that. You know, that's how reality TV works. Everything is made to seem, you know, a genuine competition. But if we had the 10 best acts in the country, you know, we wouldn't have many seasons. We need to see different people at different stages. And also, what I do enjoy from the show is it does take people like, like this year, Cherry Valentine was on our doorstep. We've me and Billy have known Cherry for a while. And she's not done drag for long. And my biggest thing was, oh, she's not done drag that long. I hope she doesn't go out soon. She went out soon. Mm. But it's given someone who didn't have that platform, a big platform. And just to see the difference in such a a local girl that is so nice and deserves the world. She wouldn't have had that without this platform. So for me, the more drag does well, the more we all do well. I'm not one of these bitter queens that's like, oh, they shouldn't be on the show. They should be on the show. It's a reality show. We're yeah, seeing yeah. reality TV stars. We're not seeing the best and the worst drag queens. We're seeing reality TV stars. Mm-hmm. And where there's money to be made, drag race will continue. So I'm just excited to see where we're at in 20 fucking 29. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think, yeah. like you said everyone's doing well because of it and i love that i love that for our community i love that for everyone if anyone can take part or have fun or enjoy it then fantastic let's let's get as much out there as possible and i was just going to say actually on that point it's really interesting because my mum um is turning 70 in a month's time but she in lockdown has started to watch drag race and one of the things that we've loved is then the conversation that we've had with her because it's been such a big part of our lives that we've told her we're watching it. She's kind of like, oh yeah, that's nice. But now she's coming in, she's got an opinion and she's got a perspective and she's learning things and she's asking questions and she's wanting to understand more. And again, I think we we underestimate, and I know a lot of the time the fan base is like, it should be for us and it should be, you know, what we need. But actually it's also a gateway in, it's a doorway, it's a, a window into our world that many other people would never ever step over the threshold into or be able to step into that world and, and understand. And Drag Race gives an opportunity for those people to uh, find something that then creates a connection. And ultimately, I think the thing that the world needs more than anything else is is people creating connections and feeling connected to others and yeah. people who are different and don't look like us and don't sound like us and don't like the same things and don't do the same things in the bedroom, all of those things. We need those people to create that sense of connection. And I think drag race, not to like over the 
again, I'm not over-egging, it's like motion for social change, but, but I can speak to that on a personal level of the difference it's made. So I wonder how many other countless stories there will be like that of people for whom it's created a connection and an opportunity for talking about authentic queerness, if that's even a thing, um, that they would never have had otherwise. And I, yeah. Sorry, that was very deep. I try not to get too profound. <laughs> I, I should know, go back I to Saginaw. Yeah. Yeah. You bang on the money. <laughs> Billy, your mum's been the same. We, we record the podcast and your mum's like, what did she text us the other day? Love Bill and it. Love Bimini. What did she put? Love Bimini. Uh, Lawrence is a slut. Or something like that. Something like, like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Does that not just sum up the full season of Drag Race season two then? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, she summed it up in a nutshell. <laughs> well done, Billy's mum. I agree that like it's been the same with my mum. Like she she hasn't really watched Drag Race. She's seen clips of it, but like off the back of it being a thing, she's watched Drag SOS. She's watched It's a Sin. She's seen like likes a Cheryl Hall on the bloody farm, and she thinks that's hilarious because she's like, how the fuck does she look like that on the farm when I look like this in the house? <laughs> like exactly she's got a team of people that do it for her but you know that's not the point we could all look like that if we had like rue said if you had his 25 uh members of a team we could all look like that but it, it is it is nice like the more queer contents out there the more accessible it is it's kind of good that you know like you've got that thing of it's meant to be for us but really other people embracing that is for us because then it opens up more possibilities it opens up more love it opens up more acceptance so, yeah, and I, yeah. I think that's it. It's we we've been wanting for ages, like you know, for the gay community to be accepted. And I think it's weird because we're getting like gatekeepers now who are kind of going like, oh well, you know, drags <laughs> our kind of thing, and and it's like, oh, you know, other people shouldn't be getting into it. Like and like like you were saying, Danny, where you go to gigs and you're like, there's a lot of young girls here who who aren't like sort of LGBT plus. They're you know, and, but they just love it so much. And like people's parents getting involved, and I think that's wonderful because it's a far cry from when you were a kid and it was the idea of oh they're this terrifying other and now you know it's kind of accepted and if we're accepted through bloody Lawrence Cheney and Bimini Bomboulash and uh, <laughs> yeah you know it's like all, I'm all for it well I was gonna say I do think as well because me and David were talking about this the other day about um being gatekeepers and saying that like oh drag is for us and all this jazz but we had a very interesting conversation about when people are commenting on other people's like talents and skills is that I like a queen that's going to make me laugh. Uh, will I go to a show and if a queen doesn't make us laugh, go and scold her for it? Absolutely not. Or like if I went to a club and I didn't like the music, I wouldn't go to the DJ and say, I, I hated everything you did tonight. I'd probably just avoid that. But online, everyone fully goes in for it. And I don't understand why that is an area of, of this kind of fan base. Yeah. I think, though, some responsibilities at some point does need to fall back onto the show. I think they want their stars to be better than everyone else, which is great because then it means the show is, is still successful and things. But for me, I just don't like seeing girls being called local as an insult because every one of us queer entertainers starts local. Every one of us has to go and buy an off-the-rack dress, you know, when we start. We don't have the money. And that's one thing that you forget. Like, you've just said Cheryl Hole looks great on the farm. Cheryl Hole looks great because she's got a £2,000 Bang London bodysuit on that's had 15 hours' worth of stones applied to it. The average girl doesn't have that, or the average act doesn't have that. I think we need to be very mindful of that as fans of the show, that... Like I said earlier, they're reality stars and there is real people behind these reality stars, you know? Yeah. One thing I wanted to ask you guys is, do you think... Oh, shit, I forgot the question. Oh, one thing I wanted to ask you guys is, so, do you think RuPaul's Drag Race UK is is reshaping what drag means in the UK? And it's a strange one because I thought for age because it, I always wondered what a UK version would be like because our drag is so different to what you see on Drag Race. Like it's very, you know, it, it's that kind of combination of pantomime dame and uh, I don't know, like sort of performance. Whereas in America, it seems to be more pageantry based and it's more sort of like, oh, look how beautiful you are. Whereas like in the UK, it's like Lawrence Cheney. That Lawrence Cheney is UK drag summed up, I think. Uh, yeah, and so it's great seeing it and being like, yeah, that's what I expected, and I hope it doesn't change. But you're right, maybe it will. Like, maybe we will start getting more people putting more money into it and making it more of a kind of beauty thing. Yeah. 
I don't think necessarily at this very moment in time it's changed. I think it's put the focus on it. What I do start to worry about, though, is that it's going to start outpricing people. And then people aren't, like, you'll get someone who is phenomenal and really good, but they'll be like, well, I can't put the looks together and I can't keep up and I can't do this and I'll stop doing it. And that's what I don't want because I have gone around my local bars and bars around the world and seen drag queens all over the shop. And I just, I love that. I love standing in a bar, having a drink while whatever's happening on the stage. And I, I love seeing local drag queens. And I don't, I don't want it to discourage anyone from getting on and maybe looking terrible for the first time. That's what it's all about. It's like, yeah, finding yourself and finding your art. There's so many young twinks now that go and buy a human hair wig and, <laughs> you know, flash the mum's cash on some great outfits and they've got loads of followers on Instagram, but they've not gone through that turning up to the club looking rough and, you know, finding yourself and oh, lending your mates boobs and stinking of fucking piss at the end of it. You know, there is, <laughs> there is, there, there is an art in, in, getting to somewhere, you know what I mean, and not starting polished. And I do sometimes yeah. worry that the expectation of drag through Drag Race is that, you know, we're all supposed to lip sync and look a certain way. And I think the show is is evolving and changing. I love that we've got Got Mick on there. Heavily, heavily rumoured Bio Queen for season three UK, which I think will be groundbreaking and phenomenal and start taking the show into the new direction that we were talking about earlier, where are we going to burn out? Well, no, not if you start showing different kinds of drag. I've yet to see real Tranimal on there, Bio Queens on there. And you know what? I love that in the UK one, we're getting some proper live vocal singing challenges Mm because a big base of what we all do in the UK is that. Like, you know, every weekend I'm somewhere new, ripping the piss out of people and singing up songs in a pub. You know, I like that. That they, they are recognizing that on the UK one. And hopefully when we see, you know, Spain and Canada as it evolves, we're going to see a bit more of what drag's like around the world. Yeah. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. That's going to be more of the groundbreaking thing is if it was just US and UK, it might not do all that much. But because we're getting it all around the world, Canada was completely different to UK and US. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thailand was absolutely a different show, basically. Holland was a completely different, like, you know, every, every style of drag, every, like their versions of comedy and things as well, you know, the different challenges. Yeah, you've got the staple things like Statch Game and things, but it, it is a different type of talent. Like, you're not seeing the same Holland. kinds of talent in every com- country. It's great. Mm, like, yeah. I, re- I really enjoy it. Before we wrap up chatting about Drag Race, because listen, we all could chat about Drag Race for years, couldn't we? <laughs> what do you think of the Down Under cast slash scandals slash are we excited? What What's everyone's thoughts? Because I have I'm an open book with this one. I mean, I'm excited because I I like that they're showing off somewhere that doesn't get much attention for the drag. Like you know, it, Down Under in general, nobody really goes. Oh yes, do you know where there's loads of drag queens? Australia, New Zealand, you don't really. Which do is you. so strange because one of my first experiences of drag was obviously Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. And then you kind mm. of realize that I was like, oh, yeah, they're all drag queens over there. And then you realize it's not actually that big. It's just, you know, a uh, well placed movie, I guess. <laughs> yeah. My, my <laughs> slight worry for that is the majority of artists that I knew from Down Under are already in the first season. And I'm like, where are they going to go from that? Right. This is so true. I like when, you, exactly when you've already that. when you've already cast like Karen from Finance and Art Simone, they are probably two of the most known. I mean, most of the cast are quite known, but you know, those are the two that you're like, yeah, well, they're obviously going to be on. In fact, wouldn't have been surprised if Art Simone was hosting, you know, instead of RuPaul. So that was quite interesting. And it's like, well, it's kind of like the Envy Peru situation because everyone knew who Envy Peru was. She went on the show. She won it. Same with season one of UK. Viv went on the show. Won it. It's like, well. Art Simone go on show, win it? Like, is it going to be... I'll find it very difficult to accept if Art Simone, who already has her own TV series with the producers of World of Wonder, doesn't make it to the top. Like, she is already... Not not that I'm saying it's fixed, because that's not what I said there, just to clarify. (laughs) However, you know, she does already have a pre-existing connection with the with the show. And I was saying on our show the other week, imagine an Mm -hmm. X Factor contestant that had done 
It'd be in every, it'd be in every rag in the country, wouldn't it? Scandal. Scandal. You know, it doesn't seem scandal. to matter to the American TV producers, does it? That kind of. I think it, as long as it makes good TV, the TV is what they're, they, you know, they're exactly. If they, if they can make agree. money off it. It's like we were saying and about YouTube. It's the fact of if it causes scandal, it gets more people watching the show. So it's... Absolutely. No bad I agree. Publicity. And I love Art Simone, can I just say, and same. I think she's oh, going to be a genuine asset to the show. I'm, if she wasn't on it, I would have been gutted. So they've made the right move putting her on. Um, yeah. I'm just excited to see how it translates and what and what we're going to get are we going to start seeing the big tours over here with with the australian girls because since there's been a uk one there's not been as a big of demand for these drag race stars coming over from america and charging thousands for a show and turning up and doing two songs it, it's mm. constantly changing the landscape stew you have a little game for us as usual don't you I uh, do indeed. So on the subject of Drag Race, sorry we're not escaping that one quite yet, <laughs> uh, we're going to play a little game called Drag Race Alphabet to face off for an exclusive Stupid badge. Which this week we don't have a picture of because Michael is not here. Stay with a second, I've got one on my phone. <laughs> Ooh, gorgeous. Isn't it Absolutely gorgeous. You actually get to have one of them. Oh yeah, yeah, you get sent one out in the post. So the game this week is for our two guests to face off each other. Um, one of oh. you, one of you will win an exclusive rose gold stupid badge, and the other will win also an exclusive but silver stupid badge, which is a little bit smaller. So one of you gets big bagging rights, and the other one just you know gets a little you were here prize. It's cute though. Concept this week. In turns, I will give you a letter of the alphabet. You will have five seconds to name a drag race queen starting with that letter. Shit. Uh huh. That's the, <laughs> that's the reaction that I wanted. Um, if you get it right, you get a point. If you can't name anyone within that five seconds, then you're fucked. Uh, okay. Much. We have missed out. Do we out... have to buzz in? No, no, no. I'm gonna. So it'll be in turn. So for instance, I'll give you a letter, Danny, and then I'll bad, give Billy a letter. Bad, bad. Um, so there's no buzzing in. It's just everyone gets the chance. Um, we've missed out the letters Q, X, and Z because there are no drag queens with those letters. And unfortunately for Pure Utica, I removed the letter U so I could bounce it out between two people. Love you, Utica. Sorry about it. XO Hun. Hope you win. Oh, wait, you didn't. Um, as with most quizzes, we are disregarding the prefix of the. So, for instance, Vivian would work for V. Okay. Everybody else. I love how I love how you've really so fucking thought about these rules. Yeah, oh, the rules I... are set. Are you gonna read a, out the full even... terms and conditions, Stu? <laughs> oh no, this isn't the drag this isn't the drag race contract which has recently been leaked. We won't talk about that. Um there is also a tiebreaker just in case. I need Ooh, a beautiful excited. assistant who will keep score. I feel I like Scott Scott is the resident uh, drag bible could probably probably okay. keep Excellent. So we'll start with Billy. So lovely, Billy. Yes. Letter A. Oh, Art Simone. Oh, relevant. Great. Mm. Uh, Danny B. Bibi Sahara Benet. Billy C. Um. Wrong. Danny D. Davina De Campo. Billy E. Um. Uh... Wrong. Danny F. <laughs> no. Uh... <sighs> Wrong. <laughs> Billy G. GG good. Yes. Danny H. H. I don't know. H. Wrong. Not not a real what? person. Billy I. I. Um. E. I. Uh, <laughs> this is hard. This is a hard game. I for incorrect, bitch. Danny <laughs> J. J. Me. Um. Jackie Cox. Billy K. K. Um. Crystal, with a K. Incorrect, it's with a C. (laughs) Crystal with a K does not exist at the present time of recording this. Crystal (laughs) Kardashian. That that was the worst cover-up I've ever heard. (laughs) You've made it worse. Please, please, please. (laughs) We'll do this again. Billy K. Uh, Crystal with a K. <laughs> no, there is no crystal with a K. Never mind. If, if you had the chance to redo something again, would you just do exactly the same? <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep that one in the edit. Um, Danny L. French Cheney. Oh, fuck. 
barn. <laughs> Billy M. M. Um, milk! Milk! I got it! <laughs> well done. Should we do it a bit slow for Billy's questions? Uh, <laughs> Danny N. N. No. Yes. N. No. Yeah, we're doing in the order of the alphabet. The letter honey. after M, yes. <laughs> Wrong. Billy, oh. Is everyone trying to help me out? I'm I know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, oh, what was that one called that began with a... Um... Incorrect. Oh. Danny, P. Olivia looks. P. Too late. P. Peppermint. There we go. Billy, R. Rosé. There we go. Danny, S. Sugar cane. Good choice. <laughs> oh, I might have to give you an extra point for that choice. No. Uh, Billy, T. T. Tina Burner. Minus a point for that choice. <laughs> Danny, V. Valentina. Your smile is beautiful. <laughs> Billy, Thanks. W. W. Um... Willem, Willem. There we go. And Danny, T. N, Y. Why is the one? Mm-hmm. E-B-O-T? She won. There we go. You can't spell Eviodly. Spell it, bitch. There we go. I don't know what the points were, but please, Carol. That was beautiful, absolutely beautiful. <laughs> that was I, my favourite part of that. Aside from everything, was watching Scott get gradually more annoyed Scott, because Scott knew all of the answers. <laughs> I was just sitting there being like, "On China for fucking On China, I love On China." There was one though, P. I struggled with P, and then when he said peppermint, I thought, obviously peppermint. Why did I not think of peppermint? Priyanka, were you, were you internally angry? Yeah, I could feel my blood pressure rising. <laughs> um, would you like to? Would you like to know the scores on the door? Love to know the scores yes, on the doors. Again, so I just let you know that there is two points in it. Originally, Billy was ahead and then lost it, mm-hmm. and and Danny got a, like a lead, and then Danny got one wrong and they caught up. But Ooh. then, unfortunately, by the end. It was Billy on six and Danny on eight. Yeah, well done. Well done. Well Do you know done. what? We we are used to going head to head. We've done a few Billy versus Danny's on our show, and I'm usually the loser, so I'm quite pleased. But I'm a winner. Aww, actually, well yeah. done. You're a winner, baby. Congratulations. <laughs> um, if anyone fancies just for for the crack doing the tiebreaker, it's actually quite fun. Oh, what was it? So the tiebreaker was, I will give each guest 20 seconds to name as many queens with a certain letter as they can. Oh, oh. Can we do this now, between David and Scott since they didn't I was have a chance good. to do it? I'm not going to lie, I, I think I'd struggle with this. Yeah, and then why don't I'm going to pick Scott? <laughs> don't <laughs> <feel the> pressure. <laughs> we picked it up, we picked his talents up. I'm Would nervous. anyone actually like to try the tiebreaker? Has anyone forgotten yeah, your volunteers? Let's, let's go for it. Let's go yeah. for it. Okay. Put your phone down. Phone down. Look, so I can make my nose. Phone. Oh, okay. No, you're not making no nose. Put the phone down. Phone okay, down. So Alan, so you said we've got 20 seconds to, to name as many people, but do we get 20 yeah. seconds each? Yeah, you get 20 seconds each. So it's in turn. So you'd go first for 20 and seconds. It's, and, and it's not the same letter. No, it's not the same letter. <laughs> okay, that would okay. be absolutely <laughs> impossible. So, I'll in the, I love in the, how this into this you are, Scott. I love how into this you are. Um, you need this energy at my next party. <laughs> I'm going to invite you round as like a drag race official. Mm, oh, you should. <laughs> I'll have you the should. outfit and everything. No, you're, you're I'm the, nervous now. You're the equivalent the of the referee from Gladiators, but for drag race. <laughs> <laughs> On my first high heel. Yeah. <laughs> right. On my first, oh, yeah. <laughs> Phenomenal. Right. I, I'll keep score on this one. Uh, yeah. So in the it. in the interest of playing fair, what I did was I looked up the two most commonly named letters and okay. chose those ones. So Scott, you have twenty seconds to give me as many of the drag race stars, beginning with the letter A. A. Adore Delano. Um, Ahora. Uh, I, 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 my God, what's going on? Oh my God, I'm I'm freaking out. Can I jump in? Because I've nope. got a few here for A. 
Scott, so Scott, don't think we need to keep the score. She got two. That wasn't twenty seconds. That was twenty seconds. I had a timer. It felt like twenty minutes. Sorry. What about like Estina, Akiriasi, Davenport, Davenport, Acacia? Yeah, yeah. Asia O'Hara, Aquaria. Yeah, I panicked then. I've done live, fully panicked. See, David's yeah, excited scary. now, but we'll but see how what, he does. Watch us get, watch us get David's. Yeah. Okay, so David, you have twenty seconds to name as many drag race alumni with the letter S. Oh shit! Scarlet Envy, Sedagine. Uh, uh, oh no! Uh, <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, I'm a tiebreaker. Yeah. Sister. Ah. There we go. Just in time. So <laughs> oh. you, you won by a measly point. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I won. I don't still won. Brexit went on five percent. Brexit went on five percent. So I'll take the one. That's, you know. That's fair. I'm I'm very disappointed that Sasha Valor was not brought up. Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, sugar <laughs> cane. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sugar cane. Scarlet Bobo. Scarlet, yeah. Yeah. who has literally yeah. been a guest on the show. The worst thing is, is S's were easier. I, I'm just going to put that out there. S's well, were easier. I had more for well, A. They, they actually, <laughs> I think maybe I should have swapped because David was just like, eh, 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 eh. And Scott was sat there going, for fuck's sake, I've got 20 of them. But um, needless to say, you were both a bit shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you've done a wonderful job of making our guests look better. So, <laughs> well, to be fair, that, that's, that's, what, that's what our job is a host. Yeah. <laughs> Make our guests feel comfortable and feel better than us. Exactly. <laughs> well, I hope you enjoyed that. That was the final game of the season, which I think was oh, I enjoyed it. Oh, that was brilliant! Thank you very we'll get, much. We'll get your we'll get your badges you out take, in the post. Are you taking notes, Bill? We could nick this for our show. <laughs> um, <laughs> this is trademarked and copyrighted. Badge. Girl podcast. You know You've just scrolled that on a bit Scott of paper. To be an official, I just think we could bring you Scott in to just be an official drag race. Like, what would you call it? Like, when you have a wine, what are they called? Sommelier. Sommelier. You could be a drinker. Oh, sommelier. I can see my... Do you know what? I'm going to put that on my CV on LinkedIn as well. <laughs> Once oh, got told I was... <laughs> <laughs> you need to learn which drag race queens to pair with, with like how you feel it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I want to feel uplifted. I need to watch Latrice Royale at the opening, <laughs> at the finale, doing, you know, what's that song she does? Eat. I'm a fat bitch. What is it? What is it? That, Whoa! That's she says. <laughs> that's not I'm what a fat she says. Yeah, she says. I, she, she says, I'm a fat bitch, but you're ugly and I can lose weight. I said, oh, wait. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, so she does say that. <laughs> Someone just nearly got cancelled. I know. Wait, look at me, I'm sickening. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sickening. Oh, I'm a fat bitch, but you're ugly and I can lose weight. Yeah. No, it's, I may be fat, bitch, but you ugly, oh, not sorry. I am a fat bitch. There you, you go. Just, you just hear what you want to hear in your skinny body. Sorry. <laughs> While those plus-size girls have to pull up shit like that from people like you. It's always the twinks, isn't it? It's always the twinks. They don't understand. Eat a burger, you skinny bitch. Just to be clear, it's a bad camera quality. She's not a twink. <laughs> She's too old to be a twink. <laughs> She's a twunk. Bad wife has never looked this good. <laughs> oh, fantastic. I'm 100% sure that I missed the twunk stage, especially because of COVID. I, I never hit it. I never hit the twunk stage. I just went from greasy queer to drag queen. That was <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently there was this like uh, thing where you were like an elk or a, like some kind of deer and it was when you're not qu- not a twink and, and not like a, an otter or a bay you're like an elk in the middle and it's uh, a, like a tall more like lean older gay apparently oh yeah that's me I'm lean yeah I'm an elk can't relate I'm not not tall <laughs> me mince is 5% fat <laughs> oh, <my God>. Literally. <laughs> oh, 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 oh
So while it has been wonderful chatting, I think it's probably time to tie things up a bit. Don't you agree, Stu? Oh, no. I mean, yes, <laughs> technically for the edit, but oh, no. <laughs> well, we can keep chatting, <laughs> chatting after the Yeah, we'll edit. keep chatting after we've finished. That's okay with I'm having a ball, but I've got tandoori chicken waiting for me downstairs, and I'm on a diet. And I've got the Falcon and the Winter Soldier to watch. Oh, oh so do I. Oh, it's, so do a good, I, so. it's a good episode this week. Oh, my God. I don't know what that is. I'm, I'm on Pennyworth at the minute. Anyone watch Pennyworth? No, I downloaded it. It was It's on my hard drive, but I never watched it. Do you know who's fucking amazing and in it? Paloma Faith. Oh, I love picking up the pieces. I'm not a Polo- I'm not a not a Paloma Faith fan, but you know she's not someone not who I stand. thought I'm going to listen. Not a stand. I appreciate her. I listen to a couple of her tracks. She in this Pennyworth guys is amazing, and it's not something that I ever thought would be my genre. I look for a gay storyline in everything I watch. Same. Yeah, I-, I just do, and she is. It's not a spoiler, but she is a lesbian in it. Oh, she fancies women at this stage. So mm. She hasn't said she's a lesbian, so maybe she's bi, I don't know. But it was enough of a hook for me to be like, I'll give it a watch. It's yeah. outstanding. It's gory, mm. but it's outstanding. Oh, that's Not even... for me. Well, what's Not it on? for me. Oh, I don't know. My boyfriend does it on the fucking tally page. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you find out, send us a message. It's on Prime or it's on, yeah. like, Star Now, and you've got to pay one ninety nine oh. for six months and then cancel it before it goes up to five ninety nine. but don't say <laughs> yeah. I want, I want to see that one about what's the name of that the the girl that like a mom pretended she was ill all her life and then she oh, killed her. Oh, um, like, isn't that you I watched it. I've actually yeah. watched that. I don't watch it like that, but I watched it. Yeah. No, is it, it's not run. No, it's the. It's, it's what like was her name? Oh, no, it was the one that Boa did. Boa did a for snatch game, didn't she? Yeah, Boa did a for snatch. What, what was her name? Um, it was something Rose, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. So there's a there's a. Was film it not Gypsy Rose? Gypsy Rose. Yeah. Run. And then there's that TV series which it's based on. Yeah, and it's meant to be next level that TV series. What did you, did you see? It, you'd watched it, Billy. No, I've watched Run. Sorry, you're on about ah. something else. I got I got confused. Um, the Gypsy Rose one's called The Act. My mum watched it, and yeah. she she like literally she paid the Amazon fee to watch it because she was just obsessed with it. So come through, bougie reckon... mum. She oh she's a she t- she gets it from me. She's a bougie bitch. We teach each other the ways. It's nice. I love how you like. She gets it from me. She's a bu- she's a bougie bitch. But you sat in front of a flag like it's a hostage video. <laughs> it's the style I mean this one looks more like a hostage one it's a freaking pirate flag oh my god so uh, Stu what are your demands um, I demand more queer TV more uh, non-queen artists on Drag Race Ooh. and justice for bald queens with beards <laughs> and overgrown twinks for you know it's, it's, Scott and just, just as equal less airtime <laughs> 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 oh my god this has been absolutely so much fun um danny and billy do you have anything that you'd like to promote hint 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 why what are you hinting have we got something to promote with you i'm just meaning I it's a time being... to plug the podcast or holy tea oh, or i thought you were being you like hint 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 i was like oh, do you want us to promote your podcast on your podcast <laughs> no, yeah no. <laughs> i got confused there as well as like how very, how very very and then i was like Shit, are we doing a gig together and i've not fucking <laughs> nobody else does hint 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 uh, yeah i'd like to plug uh, my <gasps> meet and greet with velvet snatch that i've just paid for <laughs> can we create a night of the bearded lady oh my can god yes i'm gonna produce that put that out there because they did one in newcastle and it was really fun because it had like me latrine it had mother tucker and actually tina borton there was there as well but it'd be great to do it on a bigger scale because there's so many amazing sort of bearded can we do it can we do an online show with that sounds like a very cheap night love Right? <laughs> Cheap, but full of comedy and thrills. I'm joking, I'm joking. It sounds like a fucking boss night. <laughs> do you know what? I have got shit to plug, but you know what? If, if you're really interested, head on over to Instagram. It's all on there. We're gigging all over. We are We're doing some things together as well as the Gossip Gays, aren't we? Have we announced those, Bill? 
Not yet, but it's all um, one to watch. Um, so um, head yeah. over to our um, social media. It's at Gossip Days Pod. Check out our podcast, which is Gossip Days Pod. Search on all the streaming streaming services and head over to our socials for some exciting stuff happening at the end of this year, I believe. So that's September all we can time. say at the moment. We'll go, tell them we're going on tour, Gossip Days tour. Tell them. <laughs> <laughs> Where's it here first? Where's it here first? It's happening. <laughs> and, and Stu, on behalf of Michael, might you have anything to promote? Oh, I never get to do this. Is usually here. Oh, it's a perfect. Um, yeah, same shit that we promote every week. Uh, Bad Wear Day for your queer merch and such. Uh, Girl News has a website for the podcast and drag interviews and just general fun queer things. And we are, or if you are listening to this after the 1st of June, launching a new drag brand called Elite Drag, which is going to be full of kings, queens, non-binary babes and everything you can imagine. So follow, wow. like, share, subscribe, you know, uh, tell us that we're terrible. Tell us that we're fabulous. We don't really care as long as you enjoy it. So I think the biggest takeaway is if, if anyone listens to what we're doing and they enjoy us, <laughs> share us, follow us, engage with Ex- us. I think exactly. That's, yeah. that's what we want to plug. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Come and see our shows. Queer engagement. Us. Yeah, absolutely. And I think something I said recently on our show is, you know, the world's opening up now. You might not be able to go to bloody Benidorm for your holidays, but book a trip to somewhere you've not been before. Book a trip to Bristol and see the gay bars there. Book Mm -hmm. a trip to somewhere random and go and visit the queer spaces. Because I think it's important to keep the places where drag is born and bred alive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Support some official non-Roo queens, you know, go see the go see what is considered a local drag artist. Mm-hmm. And then compare them when they get on the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> slag them off online. <laughs> Never slag anybody off online. We don't encourage that. <laughs> uplift. Uplift the community. Yep. And yeah, we'll slag them off when the cameras are off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm afraid, as usual, I have to promote myself at thevelvetsnatch.com where you can get links to my Instagram and YouTube and all of that stuff. I just put my latest episode of At home with velvet and velcro out on youtube uh, which i think is fairly funny i think it's my favorite one yet i enjoy it i love the appearance of candy snatch as well candy snatch is my favorite the new character candy snatch (laughs) i said that specifically to mixie the drag bunny uh who we have up north because she's from essex and yeah uh, it's it's still on scene, so uh, I think she liked it. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> and um, sorry, carry on. Oh no no no! Sorry, I, I was looking at you, being like, does does Scott have something to promote? And if this is Greg's, if I this do. is Greg's, Scott. definitely Greg's. Six six weeks ago, I participated in one the Greg marketing challenge. So um, thank you very much. I uh, just wanted the recognition that I didn't get on the day. So thank you very much. I'm just going to pause. <laughs> That he, also, he also used to perform on ships if anyone hasn't heard that in season one or two or real life or on the internet <laughs> or if anyone was on the titanic you would also recognize the yeah. from there yeah. he was the iceberg be the reason that we steered into the iceberg no uh, thank you everyone who's enjoyed and listened throughout season two uh Thanks. <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying thanks. I'm just happy that people... We will be it. back for season three in the summer. Oh, I'll get a couple of weeks off. That is, it's nice. I mean, I don't think I do because we're doing interviews and stuff, don't, aren't we, Stu? No, you don't get any time off. <laughs> okay, well, I'm, I'm stuck doing this, but you know. <laughs> oh, no, and thank you so much for being guests on the show, Danny and Billy. Oh, I've loved it. Thank you for having us. Anytime. Listen, friends of the show, we're all in it together. Everyone do a little scream of a goodbye. Bye. 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 <laughs> Scott, can you can you get um uh, some kitchen roll in something? Because one of us has shit, so, uh, <laughs> and I'm currently being gassed out in the loft up here. So <laughs> please, disgusting. if you could be quick, because it's behind the door. So I need, I need very soon, very very fast. Emergency situation. Okay, uh, we need to resolve this. Give us a quick goodbye. Is this the note were... that we're ending season two on? <laughs> Yes. <laughs> this, ah. The shit has hit the fan. This is uh, it has happened. <laughs> uh.